This Wellness Couch podcast proudly brought to you by the Nourish Me Organics Gut Health Gurus podcast hosted by food scientist Kribben Govinda. If you're fascinated by all things gut health, the microbiome, fermented foods, mental health, mitochondrial health and more, then search for the Nourish Me Organics Gut Health Gurus podcast on your favorite podcast app and get listening. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. This episode of Wellness Women Radio is very proudly brought to you by Dinner Twist. Dr. Ashley and I want to let you in on a little secret of how we maintain our healthy whole foods lifestyle with very little time. And one of those ways is actually with Dinner Twist. So they plan, they shop, they deliver everything to our door to take all of the guesswork out of having really healthy meals for dinner each night. Um, I love Dinner Twist because they are a locally family-owned business here in Perth in Western Australia, and all of their produce is locally sourced and seasonal. So they are really invested in all of their suppliers as well, which is absolutely amazing. Everything is so fresh. Uh, Ashley and I both get the Wholesome Box, which is naturally gluten and dairy-free as well, and is very consistent with a paleo-type lifestyle as well. Uh, so it's, you know, completely consistent with, you know, the way that we want to eat and want to feed our loved ones too. This is also how I trick Dean into thinking that I can actually cook. So seriously, if I can do it, everybody can trust me. And their recipes are so delicious. They also have other options apart from the wholesome box. So they have a family box for bigger size families and express box. If you're really short on time, uh, as well as a vegan box too. Now, we would love to give you the opportunity for you to actually try Dinner Twist and realize how healthy, how delicious and how fresh it is, but also how much easier this is going to make life as well. So we have a special promo code for you, and that is going to give you $35 off your first box. And that is WWR for Wellness Movement Radio. Um, So we would love you to uh, try for yourself. Don't take my word for it, but let me know what you think. Without further ado, ladies, onto the show. Hey there, wonderful listeners. Thank you so much for joining us on Wellness Women Radio. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea. And you can find us on social media. So we're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the wellness women. Uh, we're on Instagram at the wellness women official, though we haven't really been very active on there lately, but we will do a better job. Um, I am Dr. Andrea XO on Instagram and the period is for on Facebook. And Dr. Ashley is Dr. Ashley Bond uh, on everything. And uh, Ash, we've got a 28-day hormone reset coming up as well. I thought I would just like throw that in there. We haven't actually talked about this, but the next Uh, one is starting on the 7th of September on Saturday. So now would be the best time to jump on board with us if you do want to work on your health and your hormones and need a bit of a kickstart, especially for summer. I think this is the best time to, to join us to do that. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I love the spring clean approach. I think September to do things is a really nice time to just sort of clean out the headspace, clear out the, the cupboards, um, tidy up the pantry, just get, you know, just get 
fresh like the season really it's almost like cycles of life just uh freshen up clean up and get ready for another another part of your year which obviously is leading up towards christmas and all the overindulgence usually goes with that so it's a great time to approach you know hormonal health and balance and i think uh, it's a great time of year to join us so ladies if you have heard about this reset don't know what it is jump onto our um i think facebook will find some links but you'll also find all the details on our website um and just follow through all the links to the reset 28 and tweet day hormone reset you'll see it listed as and then you can learn a lot more about it but it's an amazing program we've had over 200 amazing women go through this program with extraordinary results and uh, we're so proud of all you ladies listening who have been part of it and uh, as always just remember that once you have signed up that is a sign up for life which means you can join us any reset in the future which we think for our, like 125 dollars is the smallest investment ever considering that you're going to be able to access us pretty much forever after um, which is you know really nice personal club in there and uh, once the reset's up and rolling it's certainly daily inspiration great connection we get to answer your questions and give you lots of feedback and really you know help personalize your experience so um, yeah we'd love you to join us so thank you so much for uh, everyone who has been part of it and uh, if you're new to the wellness room and uh, wellness room radio then I reckon that's a pretty good place to start to reboot your hormonal health um, obviously Dr. Andrew has an amazing hormonal mastery program as well so um, I think foundations first get in there and start your journey with some uh, nutritional lifestyle and then dive deeper and learn more with her uh, online hormonal mastery as well so gosh that's oh, what the 28 uh, reset is actually all about so it is a nutritional and lifestyle based program that we have designed using the best evidence-based approaches to um, food eliminations and reintroductions specific nutrition based around resetting hormonal pathways within certain periods of time which is why we call it the hormone reset uh, we've also included you know layering in exercise that's specific for your own metabolic reserve uh, mindfulness and meditation which is all you know we're guiding you through all of that as well as a complete um, I guess overhaul it, does, it sounds scary but it's not of your um, personal care products and um, you know cleaning and everything else um, to help to introduce you into a low-tox lifestyle and we do all of that in 28 days and seriously the changes that the women get are so amazing it has far surpassed and what I expected would happen initially and every time we do it, it, it never ceases to amaze me. And I feel like we totally shoot ourselves in the foot when we say that they pretty much have a lifetime access to us because you really do have access to us every single day. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, we are busy women, but, you know, that's kind of the commitment we're making. Um, Ash, are you okay if we give them the the promo code oh of course yes so instead of 125 ladies if you use a special promo code from us our gift to you of reset 28 when you go to checkout that will give you 28 dollars off the program taking it down to 97 dollars if my math is correct there um so yeah. you know a great 28 dollars saving um and again all the all of the things we promised you is what you get um and i think that you know sometimes you've just got to dive deep and take a chance on yourself um, and really uh, 
diving with a group that are in the same boat because I think a lot of people feel a bit alone in their journey. They get a bit frustrated that they're not able to do things or their family don't understand or um, they don't have the support they need. But in this group online, the support is extraordinary. You know, some of the ladies are so active and so wonderful. Um, Some of them have done it multiple times, so they're experienced there. You know, they've figured out all the things that work really well. They've even helped us fine-tune some of the mistakes in our recipes and things like that. (laughs) We can seriously just let them run it. It's amazing. Yeah, super. But um, of course, you know, and that's the support sometimes you need when you don't always have it around you in your life. So when you're having a tough day at work and no one understands why you're not eating the chocolate cake that's been offered uh, for someone's birthday, you know, you've got a group to lean on. I think that's probably the greatest benefit because it's really, really supportive and so inspiring and motivating to to stay on track uh, when things get a little bit challenging, which of course they will because that's the whole point is a 28-day hormone reset. Um, If it was meant to be easy, then you would have done it already. Um, And that's why we offer you our support and service as well so um yeah i think you know all of that stuff we're talking about right now actually leads beautifully into what we're going to talk about now which is um another major hormonal condition that affects um a large number of women and that is graves disease so if you haven't heard about what graves disease is when you hear things like hashimoto and graves your automatic link should be thinking thyroid Mm-hmm. and thyroid function. Um, so with, with Graves' disease, the thing we wanted to talk about today was the both Andrew and I in practice have talked to many women who've had classic medical management of Graves' disease and to some degree have regretted the um, the speed at which that management was achieved. And so that is, you know, for making sense of that is like someone's, you know, talked to me the other day about saying how she was diagnosed with Graves and only two weeks she'd had like obliteration surgery on her thyroid gland and um, she's been on thyroid medication ever since. And she, you know, her big regret was if she'd sat down, had more time, um, not being, you know, terrified about this thing and, and rushed into this life-changing um, surgery, she might have been able to make a few choices that could have been, a, you know, a big difference to her. So I was yeah. like, oh, that's interesting. You know, why did why do you say that? And her thing was that these were the only options she was given. And I was like, what? Haven't they talked about this as an issue? Like, no, I didn't know any of that. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. Um, so you know, Andy and I were talking and Andrew said, let's do graves. And I thought, oh, that's very timely. I just had that conversation. So um Andrew, in terms yeah. of your experience yeah. with graves, well, obviously, let's talk about first of what it is, because you know, to understand what graves is, you've got to understand that it's a, a form of thyroid autoimmunity. And yes. what it does, it causes what they call hyperthyroidism, which is an overreactive um action of the thyroid gland it produces too much thyroid hormone um so essentially your body unfortunately breaks down its own thyroid gland by an immune cell attack and this attack causes the thyroid to produce excessive amounts of thyroid hormone so that's really the the short story that's what graves disease is yeah and usually when we're talking about thyroid function or autoimmune conditions most people think Hashimoto's thyroiditis or they'll think hypothyroidism, so the underactive version of thyroid conditions, which is certainly more common. So hyperthyroidism and Graves' disease are, are much less known, but Graves' disease is the number one cause of the hyperthyroid version of autoimmune conditions. Uh, and I'm actually seeing like this interesting flip-flop of people who go between hypo and hyperthyroidism you know, so one minute they've got an underactive thyroid, so they've got elevated thyroid stimulating hormone and then, you know, all sorts of other things, but they're not producing enough 
thyroid hormones themselves. And then they'll have some sort of treatment without actually addressing what the root cause is. And then it sends them into this hyperthyroid state. But then the reflexive reaction to that is then that they drop out again. And I think it's because that the root cause of what's actually going on isn't actually addressed because I feel like a thyroid hormone, it's like, I think we've referred to it as being like the shield gland for your system. It has such an important immune mediated sort of response or immune role in our system. Um, And it's that kind of sentinel gland, but it's almost like it's the messenger as well. So it will dysfunction or malfunction as a flow-on effect for a whole bunch of other downstream mechanisms going wrong. And the symptoms that we usually would see with hyperthyroidism or Graves' disease is everything speeding up. So if we think about things like anxiety, irritability, sleeplessness, but because of the sleeplessness, they might also have extreme fatigue. Often they'll have um, like excessive perspiration. Um, Their skin might be moist to the touch as well. You might get those rapid and irregular heartbeats, so palpitation. Um, Usually people with graves are really sensitive to heat and hot temperatures and particularly the room temperature changes from one to another. Because of how the thyroid thyroid speeds up, it also speeds up your metabolism as well. And I know that that sounds like a really, like, you know, most most women want that, but the other effects of that are really pretty devastating. And so often they'll get a lot of weight loss despite normal eating habits, but then there's a certain level of malnutrition that goes with that as well. Just because the system is so wound up and everything's working too quickly, they often get diarrhea with it too, um, or like just more frequent bowel movements as well. can definitely kill your libido. Um, guys can uh, certainly um, have erectile dysfunction, those sorts of things that go with it as well. And one of the most visual signs of Graves' disease is actually when it affects the eyes and they have what's called the Graves' ophthalmopathology, or I don't know, I've said that wrong, but you, you're with me. And that's where the eyes actually look like they're bulging. Um, and so it's, it's interesting that this big eye bulge, there might be a lot of teariness and redness and they're, they're quite sensitive to light as well. Um, I think that's a pretty good summation of symptomatology, don't you think, Ash? Yeah, and and that's, like you said, unfortunately for a lot of people, broad uh, signs like anxiety and difficulty sleeping, um, you know, often sit along the lines of sympathetic dominance as well. So it can be really tricky in early stages to discern the differences between, say, hypothyroidism or, you know, sympathetic dominance, which is driven by stress response. Um, So dealing with... comparisons of say stress related um sympathetic changes compared to autoimmune changes in a lot of ways they overlap and look very similar um unfortunately it's not until there's more advanced signs and symptoms that we start to see those differences and of course you know having um a sympathetic dominant state just being wound up and stressed and some irregularities in our hormones um is not going to be the same as for example those things like um the the weight loss experiences and you know perspiration and things like that Mm. um cold clammy is used as synthetic so you know it's just differences um that you know, we've got to be able to discern as practitioners to make sure we don't miss these things before they become more advanced because obviously with all of 
uh, the conditions surrounding thyroid, the sooner they're picked up, uh, the, the better chances of not dealing with um, advanced medical management, which would be ideal. And usually one of the earliest warning signs that I think patients will present with when they're starting to get into that hyperthyroid state is usually their hair starts to change. They start getting a bit of the thinning of the hair without new growth and waking up really early in the morning without being able to get back to sleep and having that sleeplessness. So usually those are the few things that kind of start to ring some warning bells for me that go, all right, we've got to, we've got to do some tests, we've got to check some things here. Um, and usually people with Graves will have positive antibodies and the antibodies with Graves are different to the ones with Hashimoto's. Um, so we'd be looking at things like thyroid-stimulating immunoglobulin or TSI and thyrotropin receptor antibody, and that test is TRAB. Um, usually, they'll have abnormally high levels of T3 and T4, so those are those thyroid hormones, so that are abnormally high, whereas they'll have quite low TSH. Um, just you know, for your for your reference. If you're, if you're doing testing, that's what we would see. Yeah, and it's really important to understand, you know, what those tests are and why because often uh, when we do get tests done, they're incomplete. You know, we might just only have a yeah. few pieces of the puzzle, which on surface may look as though it's borderline, you know, just it might be an outlier, meaning that you're slightly elevated, slightly, you know, under in certain tests, but they don't fall outside the normal range. But if you have collectively a group of tests all indicating some degree of dysfunction, then you're starting to potentially look at something before it's become significant damage um so yep. for me you know understanding the the ranges is important and having that full spectrum of information is really important to identify as early as possible potentially uh, that that you know progression to truly graves disease mm -hmm. yeah agreed um and ash let's talk about what the normal conventional treatment for that is which you alluded to before so usually because the thyroid is overactive and you're producing too much too much or too many thyroid hormones then traditionally the medical treatment for that has been like the complete ablation of or radioactive treatment of the thyroid gland so essentially they're nuking your thyroid gland which is pretty horrific. So with that radioactive iodine, they often say that, you know, you shouldn't be leaving the house, you shouldn't be around other people, especially not pregnant women, for, you know, a certain period of time. And isn't it amazing that they're putting something into your body that is like essentially a radioactive treatment for one of your endocrine organs that is so potent that you can't be around certain groups of sensitive people at that time? It just, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying don't do it, but it's just such a fascinating thing to think about as well if you really really thought about it um and ash like what you said people tend to be pushed straight into the very extreme medical treatment without potentially exploring other options or actual causation in the first place because you know as i always say i think the thyroid is a slave to either your adrenal glands or other pathways that are going wrong um, so if we can get to what the actual root of that is, then we can certainly make changes to that too. We can be pretty confident in saying that once you have, you know, opted whether you, you know, have willingly or unknowingly, you know, damaged the thyroid gland um, with regards to either using thyroid suppressing drugs or potentially, um, you know, surgical management, then there is always a side effect is, you know, there's always a consequence of that. So if we can avoid damaging the thyroid, then we have a chance to help repair some of the underlying concerns, which, you know, 
in turn is going to prolong your life, quality of life, and hopefully avoid that downstream effect that occurs. Um, you know, it's like, a bit like the fish in the in the river. If you put poison upstream, a bridge that's going to travel downstream, it's going to damage a whole lot of things along the way. And that's a bit like what happens in the thyroid. The thyroid is upstream um, and it's going to have a, a real flow-on effect down through other organs, particularly our endocrine organs. So this is why conventional medicine has its place, but it really needs to be considered, um, you know, last-line defence. We really need to have a look at how we can manage, you know, good healthy thyroid function um, as we are from every age. And this, imagine if teenagers understood this, you know, particularly teenagers, ladies, women, they knew that the thyroid gland was important then. We choose lifestyles that potentially could support the health and well-being of the thyroid um, as opposed to hitting our 40s and, and 50s and realising that um, the damage is, is significant. So it's not a lost cause, but it's certainly, you know, room for thought to go, hey, okay, so, you know, if, you know, my mum or, or myself, um, these, these are concerns and they've just told us we've got this, you know, positive um, dysfunction, then first question I always ask, and this is probably just the way we think as Kairos, Andrea, because just it's just the way our brain is wired. My always first question is always, why? But why? <laughs> but why? You yeah. know, like, how did this happen? But why? It's not accidental. Yes, there's some genetic components, but that's not a very high percentage at all. Um, so why? What, what, what led to this? And for me, you know, if a doctor can't answer that and they say, oh, it just happens to you know, a certain number of people, that's not a good enough why. I really want to dive deeper and ask that question until I find a practitioner um, and hopefully, you know, a good medical doctor that can answer that question and say, look, to be honest, you know, it's probably to do with X, Y, Z and lifestyle and blah, 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 blah. Um, and this is where you're at right now and these are your options. And so, you know, this is what we want to talk about, the idea of conventional treatment and also those other allied treatments, you know, things that uh, are now, I guess, we're starting to term them as, functional medicine um you're sort of probably hearing a lot more about that there's a lot of doctors are you know identifying themselves now as functional medicine practitioners which is awesome particularly when they've done all the training and done the the work to really mm -hmm. understand these biochemical pathways at such a level that they can see that there's a place for um non-pharmacological interventions um where possible which i think is really exciting um we've got a local gp near us and she's amazing she combines you know conventional pharmaceutical if needed with functional medicine treatment you know potentially using herbs supplementation lifestyle as a first line defense rather than the reactivity of pharmacological intervention and um we're seeing more and more of those doctors so ladies if you have one in your area certainly recommend uh finding one that does work with uh, graves or thyroid dysfunction because working with them can be the difference between um, irreversible change through surgery or potentially lifestyle changes and you know correct management so um, I think it's exciting because the options are now you know there uh, once upon a time there were no options you had this choice or this choice <laughs> take this medicine or cut it out um, which is kind of exciting I've, I've seen a few people manage really well recently and that's that's really makes my uh, makes my my tummy feel butterflies awesome. oh, oh that's so sweet ash i love it all right let's talk through some of added kind of best places to start in terms of if you do have or you have been diagnosed with thyroid um or graves disease we'll start with this and of course nothing takes the place of an excellent diet the places we're always looking and the things we're always looking for is you know, are you eating whole foods? Are you eating foods that are supportive of that good biochemical cellular function? And also, do you have the capacity to heal? So, because Graves is an autoimmune, um, you know, condition, then I'd be 
looking first and foremost at decreasing any of the inflammatory foods that would increase your inflammatory markers that would put you at higher risk of you know more autoimmune stuff and the biggest one is always gluten and i know gluten's got a pretty bad rap about a whole bunch of different things but we know that um there's very good very sound evidence that shows that um you know gluten does really affect the thyroid function and also it's very inflammatory um, and everything else like that would be the starting point um there's really amazing autoimmune protocols which are just inflammatory diets which are quite restrictive but might be a good place to start um so that would be sort of my suggestion at looking into you know obviously a whole foods diet keeping gluten and grains or reactive grains to a minimum anything that you know that's going to upset your system absolutely getting off caffeine because these people are already too wound up and too wired as it is um, even though I know they're going to be fatigued with that caffeine is just going to smash a system even more and keep you in that hyper state um, and then from there <laughs> Um, I would absolutely be looking at maximum stress reduction and whatever that means for you. So is there ways for you to perceive these stressors in your life differently and manage them or have, you know, a reaction to them? Uh, and, you know, whether that's through mindfulness or meditation or just looking at a problem slightly differently or whatever it is that works for you. But stress reduction techniques have to be employed here. Um, what do you think, Ash? Hundred percent, and you know, like uh, what the mind, you know, uh, can conceive and believe it can achieve. And I, I really believe that um, if we focus on the power of mindset, we focus on the power of healing. There's so much, you know, scientific evidence out there showing this. The mind can do amazing things. So yes, reducing stress response um, is a big, big player. And I think, you know, that's one of those key. Um, factors that a lot of people overlook they just want to sort of substitute supplement their way out of the problem um so aside from looking yeah. at stress response we've also got to look at things like deficiencies so certain vitamin mineral deficiencies can predispose um, us to um, problems with the thyroid gland and primarily yeah. these are vitamin d um, folate and omega-3 fatty acids so mm -hmm. you know correctly testing for and understanding that obviously folate has um, influence and influence in regards to MTHFR genetic testing. So it can be yeah. you know, really prudent to have the MTHFR test to determine whether or not you do, um, you know, metabolise correctly um, because if you're not, then obviously folates, you're going to be deficient. So um, yeah. the key yeah. the key is to test. Uh, it can be quite tricky to experiment to find out whether or not that's right for you um, i noticed that we, we use certain practitioner brands and one of those brands has just brought out a really interesting um omega-3 fatty acid test which is kind of really cool because there hasn't been a lot of um data on that previously but they're saying to show that they can test for it you know yeah. determine deficiency levels which is really great that's kind of a new thing so uh, if you haven't ever been tested for omega-3 um deficiency now's the time because we're starting to see more opportunities for testing which is great um yeah, this all yeah this all ties into obviously whatever you are deficient in you've got to then consider stuff like absorption you know absorption simulation does your body mm -hmm. you know, absorb it does it break it down if it's not absorbing well why not and this should then get our thinking straight into you know andrew and i's favorite topic um of you know gut microflora so the microbiome and how that influences um your you know microbial balance of obviously reproductive organs as well so this is kind of a cool thing 
I think we've had a look at some research and essentially the short story is that the substantial amount of dysbiosis is leaky gut specifically is connected to autoimmune dysfunction. So anyone with autoimmune disease, including Graves, should be considering the problems of gut dysbiosis and leaky gut. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's also some, there was a, an amazing meta-analysis that's come out recently that also shows like a really strong association between H. pylori infections mm-hmm. and thyroid autoimmunity as well. Um, so H. pylori is, uh, or helicobacter, is the a bacteria that actually causes stomach ulcers. So it's interesting that, you know, also like this might be affecting other organs in the body as well. And there is also some arguments that might show that, um, you know, uh, Epstein-Barr virus or what's known as glandular fever in Australia as well. So those sort of viruses can also have a fallen effect for thyroid function too. So already downstream immune factors that has actually caused this in the first place. And obviously starting with the gut because there's so much of our immune system is actually, uh, you know, augmented or resides in the gut is a really good starting point. Um, there's a few key things that I always when someone has thyroid stuff going on and that's definitely selenium um, really really important to have excellent levels of selenium you can go overboard with selenium so you need to be careful i'd also be looking at iodine as well so iodine deficiencies are very problematic you need to use extreme caution with supplementing with iodine particularly if there's an autoimmune process going on but if uh, but certain types of thyroid medications also block the absorption of iodine too so it's kind of a bit of a double whammy uh, but i'd be looking at doing maybe an iodine loading test. So that can be like a 24-hour urine test to see how much you're actually absorbing or excreting. Uh, there is certainly some really good herbal remedies that have been shown to have a positive correlation with Graves' disease, um, lemon balm being one of them. Um, and other than that, um, the other thing that's really well evidence-based is using L-carnitine as well, um, has been shown to have Graves' disease too. Um, and there was a um, like a really big study that came out again this year that showed the use of selenium, if used with the traditional like pharmaceutical approach to Graves' disease, showed better improvements um, than just using that medicine alone. So I think that that's you know sort of shows to that regulatory effect that selenium has as well. Um, so those are sort of some little key options there to have a look at or to discuss with your, you know, functional practice. Um, but again, do that with guidance. Mm. And just remembering that because um, hyperthyroidism, it's a response to overactivity of the immune system, particularly because it's, you know, autoimmunity, considering and searching out for any other other infections, so co-infections, anything yes. that's going on, yeah. uh, whether it be virus or bacterial, that, that triggers and that antagonizes your immune system. So you need to be able to dampen down that hyperimmune function. Um, and if you've got a an infection, then that's not going to happen so easily. So that's going to continue and perpetuate this issue of autoimmunity. Um, some of the key ones mm. now, unfortunately, I'm probably ticking two out of three here because I've had these as a teenager, but um, Epstein-Barr and CMV, cytomegalovirus, um, that's the classic stuff. If you've ever had glandular fever, you've probably had both of these. Um, so, you know, that's that's really common, which is, you know, for me as well. Um, and then there's also herpes simplex virus. So these are three that are considered um, high risk or high associations with autoimmune conditions. Now, can you eliminate EB and cytomegalovirus? Not, you know, not according to the information we have so far, but there are ways to to keep the body in a strong immune function, but not hyperactivity 
to basically dampen any influence of those particular viruses. So um, understanding that, you know, you have ways you can look after your body irrespective of these infections and knowing that your diet and lifestyle plays a massive part in this um, may, hopefully gets you ladies thinking that, yes, you do have far more control over this than you may realise and it's not just happening to you. It's not just really bad luck, um, but there's some things you can actually actively do to help heal your body and particularly, um, you know, once you've found out more about exactly what it is you've got, exactly what your diagnosis is then you know you can start to look for things like how to treat your body initially maybe you do need to use some thyroid support um, or you know in some cases you'll have to use antithyroid medication and then once you know you kind of get things calmed down and balanced then start addressing those underlying causes and there's every chance you may be able to do some of that healing um, and avoid more more serious interventions Awesome. I love it. Um, the other infection that I think gets overlooked really commonly is just oral infections as well. So mm, if you're getting any kind of like, you know, uh, periodontal stuff. So if your gums are bleeding every time you're brushing your teeth, all of that sort of stuff is probably a really good sign that um, maybe you need to have some of that sort of stuff looked at. <laughs> all right. Uh, ladies, I think that that's definitely enough information for you to go on from, from Graves' disease tonight. But we would love to hear from you if you have maybe had some sort of success story with this uh, or if there's been certain things that have really worked for you. I know that this is not something that's normally spoken about as, say, Hashimoto's, so we would definitely love to hear from you and don't forget to communicate with us on our social media channels. So facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Women or on Instagram we're at The Wellness Women Official. And if you've got questions, comments, if you want certain topics for us to cover, feel free to, uh, to email us at info at thewellnesswomen.com.au. All right, ladies, we hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Maybe you've learned something along the way. Feel free to share it with your girlfriends. We would greatly appreciate that. Um, you can subscribe to us on whatever podcast medium that you are using. It is always free to download. Um, you know, that's sort of just our our community service, maybe. Uh, ladies, you are listening to The Wellness Women, uh, we, or this is Wellness Women Radio. We are The Wellness Women, Dr. Andrea Huddleston and Dr. Ashley Bond. We are raising the bar for women's health, and until next week, be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.